Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Remember this song? Uh, it was sung by John McCain, Joe Lieberman, and Lindsey Graham. Yep. Bomberan, Bomberan, Bomberan. And uh, I must say that normally I was in with you one on one, left versus right. I was then relegated to the bench as a defensive replacement for John Katsimatidis, who was away in Florida this weekend tending to business. And then he tell, they dropped a big one on me, uh, both John and Chad, and they say, oh, we want the Stone Zone. Roger Stone in there. I said, well, what am I, just a p- pinch hitter? Oh, what am I, just a pinch hitter? What am I, like Lenny Harris of well, the Well, you forget that. Today on the day of, of Carl Weathers passing, you forget. And then Rocky, Rocky was not supposed to be in that fight. They had to go at the last minute and find a good. You've been that way. You've been training all these other guys. But I think there's this. I think they want to. I think this is less about you. They want to keep me off balance. They want to have a different person come in here and pummel me for an hour. And I'm not taking it. I'm not taking this lay- laying down. Well, I don't pummel you the way uh, that this John does. This is true. And uh, I have no idea how what the Stone Zone, Roger Stone, would do, but he is a political hitman. That's what he's proud of. Uh, but I will say the, I listened to you intently on the migrant, immigration, uh, as I call them, illegal aliens. You call them uh, asylum seeker issue. We'll certainly deal with that. Uh, but let's touch on what did transpire yesterday which was a major bombing run through Syria and Iraq of the surrogate, uh, the surrogate fighting groups uh, of Iran that was hinted to by Joe Biden. Obviously, Austin, the Secretary of Defense, said, we're going to do it, and they did it. And I must tell you, I listened to commentary from WABC, all armchair generals. Oh, it didn't have any impact. Well, how do you know it didn't have any impact? Well, can we wait like 48 hours, 72 hours and see what, if any, damage was done? It's like, how the hell do you know there's no damage done? You see, the one thing I cannot figure out is pick a lane, all these Donald Trump people. Donald Trump brags that he didn't get involved in any international wars. Nothing got expanded. He released a whole bunch of terrorists to the Taliban and everything else to try to keep us out of international engagements. And these very same people who celebrate that in Donald Trump are like literally bomb a country, Iran, which is like four times bigger than Iraq. And we saw how Iraq went. Look, I get it. Iran is a bad player. But they what they do is they spread around their money. And then these organizations like the Houthis, like Hezbollah, Hezbollah is a little more in their control, like Hamas, like all these, these, all, the, all these international organizations, then go out and do their thing. If we think that we want to engage in a war with Iran right now, I don't know who thinks that's a good idea, but let's wait and see. They were the Houthis that, that attacked us. I think that, 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 that we had to escalate it because they did, certainly did. We had service members who were lost. Someone had to feel some pain, but let's lay, wait, wait at least to see whether it succeeded or not. Now, you know, I've had a love-hate relationship with Donald Trump over 30 years, but uh, I liked his foreign policy, especially the way he dealt with the Middle East and Persian Gulf. I wasn't a big fan at first, but I liked the outcome. So, for instance, remember he's at Mar-a-Lago. He's sitting with President uh, Xi, Xi, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Uh, the chocolate cake comes out, his favorite. Excuse me, Mr. Premier. I got to go bomb Syria. I'll be right back. Proportional. 
boom, he took out an air base, took out some fighter jets, came back, finished his dessert. And took out Soleimani, right? Yeah, that, what you that, mean? that was the big prize, that, the Soleimani. Right, but remember, and what, you know, people forget this part of it, but then we got struck back and we lost some service members and this thing could keep escalating. Look, the idea is there are people who want to broaden this conflict between Hamas and Israel to make it a whole regional thing. Our policy should be to try to help Israel limit that from happening. And if we start bombing Iran right now, I mean, it's going to definitely expand, and that's not going to be good for Israel. And I don't think it's good for the United States. But the thing is, it makes me bananas, is can you name a single time that Lindsey Graham has not, his answer has not been, let's bomb someone, let's send in some no, troops, no, let's exactly. start a the war. The other day, they had to give him Thorazine. He wanted to bomb Silicon Valley. He was like right <laughs> on the verge of saying, bomb Palo Alto. No, Ms. Chena, that's part of the United States. Remember, he wanted to bomb Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. You think we have a refugee crisis at the border now, right? If you believe they're refugees. Can you imagine we start bombing Mexico? Every Mexican who can pick up and go is right. going to run to the border and say, you're bombing us. We need sanctuary. Right. The, and it's the same people says, how come we don't have a deal with Mexico to remain in Mexico? And they're also saying on the other side of their mouth, let's go bomb the sovereign state let me, of let Mexico. Me get, oh, hey, we better get somebody in here to fix this damn microphone. Hey, Kevin George, uh, what the hell are you doing back there? So anyway. Uh, did you ever see the movie Dr. Strange Gloves? Yes, of course. Remember that scene with George C. Scott? Is that the SAC Air Force Command? He's telling the president, now is the time, Mr. President. We can waste the Soviet Union. They're not paying attention. Let us preemptively strike. And obviously, the president said, you're out of your mind. You know who did that? Constant guest on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. The biggest warmonger in America, probably with the biggest portfolio, with the Fortune 500 defense uh, stocks, John, you know, uh, Bolton. Remember, Bolton was a national director of security. He goes into Donald Trump. They took down a drone in the Straits of Ramuz. The airplanes are in the sky, Mr. President. We're ready to take out Iran. He looked at him and he said, and you consider that to be proportional? First of all, there was no man that there was no man right. that drone. Get the hell out of here. He basically fired him right at that I know, point. But here's the there were all these warmongers. Right. But here now, though, there are now all these different drone attacks that didn't. And then finally, someone someone has. I mean, now we've lost three service members. So I do think that you've got to have something being proportional being. It's got to be a little more, and I do think that we have to send a message to Iran in some way. But it does kind of seem like all these different hits clearly did that. I mean, I mean, let, let's see. Let, let's Can see. Can we ban John Bolton, please? Well, no, John Bolton is a warmonger. And who's the guy that's on all the time about China? But about China wants war with us. Oh, Chang Wang. Chang, that's well, another whatever. war. War. It, 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 I. I it, the, the thing is, I do admire the idea that Donald Trump said. Say it again. That Trump did the right thing. That Donald Trump did have this posture of not trying. Now, sometimes he was naive, like when he uh, released all those Taliban fighters on just on the word that they weren't going to attack us. Those same exact people are the ones that, that uh, attacked our planes as we were leaving. But, but he, did, he did the right thing. But he had the right posture. And I give him credit for understanding that after what we had in Afghanistan, after what we had in Iraq, so these same people, do you know how much bigger Iran is than Iraq? If you think it's going to be, oh, let's just go bomb Ir well, Iran. This is the real enemy, and nobody's talking about it, and the one that Israel is most concerned with, and why we put our fleet in the Red Sea, the Hezbollah. 
They have 150,000 missiles aimed at Israel. They could wipe out Haifa, which has the chemical uh, They have all their chemical-making capacity. They have their oil refinery. They can wipe out Haifa. It's only 80 miles away. People have never been to Israel. They talk. They, don't, they have no idea. Remember, Ehud Barat, this goddamn microphone, huh? You think we uh, prepare this like the weekends is like low-budget broadcasting, <laughs> right? Not on our mind. Anyway, so uh, Ehud Barat gives back the 10-mile barrier in southern Lebanon, right? Uh, that was like the barrier. Yeah, just like uh, Ariel Sharon gave back Gaza, remember? Uh, that eventually went from the PLO to Hamas, won election, and they haven't right. had an election since. And also they agreed to have... They agreed to have U.N. forces in the Golan Heights to kind of be a buffer area there, too. And remember, Israel invaded Lebanon afterwards and got bogged down. They said, oh, my God, these guys, they got, it's like the guns of Navarone, man. And, They're buried deep and into the, the ground. And the United States got chased out of Lebanon after the worst attack on our troops any time outside of war. Right. So that fleet is in the Red Sea to keep Hezbollah at bay. You know, I call him Chuck E. Cheese, Nasrallah. You know, he's like the Palpatine. We're going to destroy Israel. See, they got to understand, Israel's already got its hands full. They start a war with um, Hezbollah. I believe they can take them out or neutralize them. But our fleet is there to retaliate on Hezbollah if they invade Israel. People wake up. 